You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> What's going on? Episode 5, um, I believe, epi- yeah, episode 5 of the Wide Right Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York, presented on the Elite Sports Radio Network, on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Speaker, wherever you get your daily podcasts, weekly podcasts. I'm going to get into uh, recapping the Giants' uh, last game. Unfortunately, their second consecutive loss. Um, Recapping last Thursday night's game against the New England Patriots. Then, as per usual, segue into some news. Uh, A little bit more news than usual this episode. Um, You know, considering the Giants have... It's been five days since the Giants last played instead of the usual two. Uh, Again, recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, so get into that, and then we'll eventually segue into the review of the Giants game this coming Sunday against the Cardinals, uh, who are coming off two big wins uh, against the Bengals and against the Falcons uh, this past Sunday. Uh, so they're kind of hot. They're heating up. So we'll get into that. But want to start with this. So Daniel Jones, I always like to start with something about Daniel Jones. Uh didn't have his best game. Uh, he even said after the game, said, I didn't play well by any means. I believe that was a quote. Uh, 15 for 31 passing, 161 yards, a touchdown, three interceptions. But I would not worry about this type of performance if this was, you know, week six and Eli is still playing. This would, and he played like that, it would feel like it would be the final straw for Jones to come in. But... You know, the fact that he's that a rookie quarterback like this is getting valuable experience against a defense like this, who's a top defense in the league, against a coach like this and Bill Belichick, against an historical franchise like this, they've won six Super Bowls. It's very valuable experience. You don't want Jones to face a Redskins-type team every week You don't want him to face a Miami Dolphins type team every week. The fact that he's getting experience against these top tier ball clubs, um, he'll get experience against, you know, Philadelphia and Dallas, uh, you know, just got experience against New England. The fact that he's getting this experience very early on is great for his potential. He's seeing what top tier defenses look like. He's seeing how top tier secondaries are set up, how they play. Um, and the real thing to look for is if Jones will bounce back in week seven. I mean, if he can bounce back after this performance, uh, and 
go into MetLife Stadium this coming Sunday and play great against the Cardinals. I mean, hey, kudos to him. I mean, that's exactly what you want your quarterback to do after a bad performance, regardless if he's a rookie or if he's a 10-year veteran. Um, you want him to bounce back and, you know, come back and show that confidence when adversity strikes like it did last Thursday night. But, and to be honest, look, look who he was playing with, thir- playing with Thursday night too. No Sterling Shepard, their top wide receiver. No Evan Engram, their leading receiver as a tight end. No Saquon Barkley, no Wayne Gallman. They had no running game. They started an undrafted rookie running back in John Hillman and played, um, what's his name, Elijah Penny as well, who's primarily a fullback. They brought up, they promoted uh, Austin Walter off the practice squad. I don't think they played him at all. He was just there for reinforcements just in case any of those two went down. But he he was playing with nobody. Jones was playing with no, you know, I mean, he had Golden Tate, he had Darius Slayton, obviously, Rhett Ellison, but those aren't your top targets. His top targets are Sterling Shepard or Evan Engram, uh, and he had no running game. So you think that maybe if he had some sort of, some reinforcements, he would, his performance would have been improved. But, I mean, we'll never know because that's not exactly what happened. But if I'm, if you know, I wouldn't, as a fan, I wouldn't worry about Jones's performance I would worry about if he'll be able to bounce back week seven um I mean hey he was still able to, to throw a touchdown pass against this defense his Patriots defense hadn't allowed a single touchdown pass through five weeks um which is insane uh he was able to toss a touchdown against them um so props to him um and then Golden Tate who caught that pass uh, actually showed that he could he could definitely be a weapon on this team. He had a sort of a limited role in his first game back against Minnesota. Remember, he was suspended for four, the first four weeks for the um, for violating the league substance policy. So he showed in this game against the Pats, he showed he can be a weapon. Uh, six catches, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I mean, he could definitely take the pressure off of Sterling Shepard when he's healthy and Evan Engram when he's healthy. Um Tate and Darius Slayton, the rookie, can definitely take the pressure off of them uh, and sort of be reliable targets in this offense. I mean, when you have a rookie quarterback like Jones, he has as many targets and as many weapons as you can get. Take him. I mean, this guy needs support right now. He's 22 years old. I'm pretty sure I'm a couple months older than him. And I just graduated college. Like, you know, this guy needs – he's a young kid. He needs – support and he needs targets and he needs weapons the giants need to provide him that support and those weapons um as far as the defense is concerned um marcus golden once again made plays i said this is one of the best moves dave gettleman has made one year deal 3.75 million um if i if i said a million um Last week's podcast, I apologize. I thought it was, it's actually three point seven five million, so a little bit more expensive than I thought. But still, that's a cheap signing, um, and for the production they're getting out of it, that's that's a good deal. I mean, he had another uh, he had another half sack. Uh, he had a forty two yard fumble return for a touchdown. Uh, fumble uh, fumble caused by Lorenzo Carter, who made it who. I feel like Lorenzo Carter hasn't really stepped up as much as we thought he would this year. Uh, but he made a huge play. Uh, 
had the strip sack of Tom Brady, which led to the Marcus Golden touchdown return. That tied the game in the first half at 14 um, after the Giants had been down originally 14 to nothing. So, yeah, I mean, the pass, I'm telling you, the pass rush makes plays. If the pass rush is consistent and it's effective and it's aggressive and it's versatile, like what Golden is, this pass rush could be great for the Giants. And I've always said, success in the pass rush is going to lead to success in the secondary. It's just how it works. The secondary has had issues. If this pass rush steps up and does it consistently, this secondary will follow and this secondary will improve. And you'll start to see a difference in this Giants defense. Um, which what there was a difference in this Giants defense in this game too. I mean, this, I know the score was 35-14, to 14, but... When you really break it down, it was only two drives the Giants defense really screwed up on. The two long drives that both ended in Tom Brady touchdowns when he snuck it up the middle. One at the end of the first half and one near the end of the game. Those are the only two drives where they screwed up on. The other three touchdowns the Patriots had were one off the blocked punt. Riley Dixon's blocked punt. Well, then it, it hit off Nate Stupar's head. Um, so that's an issue with Stupar. Uh, may have been why he was released this week, but whatever. So that, the fumble off uh, John Hilleman, which was returned for a touchdown. And then the Brandon Bolden one-yard touchdown run. But that that Patriots drive started around the Giants' 20-yard line, I believe. That was right after the one of the three picks that Jones threw. It was a really bad one. It was the one I, I believe he was trying to throw it away. And he either got tipped or his arm got hit and it just floated in the air. looked like a really bad throw. Um, and that set up the Patriots to start the drive at the Giants' 20-yard line. And, you know, you can't do much when you're, you know, from the defensive, defensive side of the ball. You can't really do too much there. So it was really only two long drives that the Giants' defense really screwed up on. Um, other than that, I thought they played great. I thought they got pressure on Brady. Uh, they picked off another. The, the secondary still has some issues. Uh, I believe Brady put up uh, 313 passing yards. Um, but they did pick off a pass. They're sixth of the year. They're tied for eighth in the NFL in that category. Uh, so there's still coverage issues. But as I said, the defense played better because the pass rush was better. Pass rush is more consistent. They uh, sacked Brady three times. That's tied for second as far as the number of sacks they had in a single game this season. Uh, they had four against Tampa Bay against uh, Jameis Winston-led offense. Um, that's a guy who was having problems, Jameis Winston. Five picks on Sunday morning. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. So defense, I thought, played better. Um, if they could sort of build off of that and play even better against uh, Arizona this coming Sunday – and can contain Kyler Murray, um, they, they're they on the right track. They really are. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then I thought the inside linebackers, I thought, played well. Um, Alec Ogletree, who I'm always usually critical of, I thought that was one of the more overrated moves Gettleman has made, trading for him. Um, not really overrated, just bad. I mean, I don't think it's really hyped. It's really a hyped up move. But Ogletree had a decent game, 12 combined tackles, one sack. That is tied for um, tied for the team lead in tackles for the game. Tied with the other inside linebacker, David Mayo, 
uh, who made his second start after starting against the Minnesota Vikings, uh, 12 combined tackles uh, and half a sack. Um, I thought he played well. He was always he always had an um, always in the backfield. Uh, he always seemed like he was around the ball. Uh, David Mayo played well. I, to be honest, if Ryan Connolly was still healthy, I would have I would want David Mayo and Ryan Connolly as the two starting linebackers. I wouldn't even want Ogletree as a starting linebacker, despite him leading the team in tackles in this game or well, tied for the lead with Mayo and having one sack as well. I, I I think I would rather have David Mayo and Ryan Connolly at the inside linebacker spots if Connolly was healthy. These are two aggressive inside linebackers who have. Nose for the noses for the ball carriers. They're always around the ball. They're always in the backfield. Um, they're quick off the jump. Uh, they can sense where the play is headed to run over and make the tackle. Um, yeah, I mean those are two. Two. Um, unfortunately, we only have one right now because of Connolly. But there, there's two productive inside linebackers that can definitely make some noise. Um, on this roster in the future. See how Connolly comes back next year. Um, still nursing that torn ACL, obviously, that he sustained in week four. Um, but yeah, so overall, the Giants went to battle. I mean, they put up 14 points on a team that was allowing 6.8 points per game. So, I mean, the offense only put up seven, but I that's still technically above the average that they were giving up. So, they did go to battle. They played well. Tom Brady didn't throw a touchdown pass. Um, so they definitely played well. I mean, the, the score says otherwise, but, you know, they scored more points than the average. They scored ha- more than half, um, more than twice the amount of points that the average team scores against this defense. Um, and this defense, only, the Giants defense only screwed up on two drives. So it was, um, it was a better performance than I was expecting from the Giants, which is usually good. All right. So we're done with that. Moving on. Um, no more talk about the Pats done with it. Game's over loss. Moving on, moving on to Arizona. Well, we'll move it on first to the new segment. Um, so get into some news of this team. Uh, throughout the past couple days, uh, the Giants signed Javorius Allen. Uh, was running back. Previous spent time with the Ravens and the Saints. Goes by Buck Allen, um, if you know him by that name. So, spent uh, four seasons with Baltimore from 2015 to 2018. Uh, best season was in 2017. Uh, 591 yards rushing, 3.9 yards per carry, four touchdowns. Uh, proved to be a decent receiving back for them as well. Caught 129 balls for 814 yards and six touchdowns across those four seasons. So he, with Hill, with John Hillman going back down to the practice squad, which I'll talk about in a sec, Javorius Allen uh, is expected to basically be this. So if Barkley comes back this Sunday, Saquon Barkley comes back this Sunday and Wayne Goldman doesn't, I would expect Javorius Allen to be the number two back and then have Elijah Penny sort of revert back to his fullback role. But again, I'm not on the coaching staff, so I don't exactly know how that's going to play out. Um, I mean, I know if Barkley's coming back, he's going to be the number one running back. That's obvious. But I don't know how what they're going to how they're going to cycle through the reserve running backs. So we'll see how that plays out. Um 
And then, as I said, we would get into John Hillman. John Hillman's basically gone full circle. He was originally on the practice squad. He was promoted to the active roster prior to week four because of the injury to Barkley. Um, he was waived after Thursday night's game. Uh, and then he was signed to the practice squad again uh, on Monday. So he's basically been full circle. He's practice squad, active roster, waived, practice squad. Um, so he's been all over the place. So doesn't seem like he's NFL ready. Um, I definitely think they should have him on the practice squad, keep him as, as sort of, you know, a reserve running back in those in this situation. But he's not an NFL ready running back. He's, you know, he's fumbled multiple times. Uh, he's, he's an undrafted rookie running back. So how much can you really expect out of him? But he's just not NFL ready. I think the practice squad is the right place for him. And I'm glad I'm glad the Giants are giving him another shot at the practice squad. Um, hopefully he improves for the future. Uh, and the big news that came out on Monday. So Saquon Barkley, Wayne Gallman, Sterling Shepard, and Evan Engram, who all missed a game against New England, uh, underwent individual drills in practice on Monday. Uh, Saquon Barkley obviously has a high ankle sprain. Gallman and Shepard are in the concussion protocol. Uh, Evan Engram has the MCL sprain. So it's still unclear if either of these weapons are going to be, if any four of these weapons are going to be back for Sunday, this coming Sunday. Uh, Barkley and Engram have some chance to play. Um, you know, Barkley has missed the last three games. Engram has only missed just the one versus New England. Uh, but it's so they have a chance to play. Uh, it's un, so Barkley was eyeing a week six return against the Patriots didn't happen. But luckily, there's a 10 day break between that game and the next for him to recover. Uh, so they sort of have a little chance, some sort of chance to play. But it's still unclear if Gallman and Shepard will be able to play. Both are still in the concussion protocol. The game is now in five days. Uh, both are still in the concussion protocol. Uh, this is Shepard's second time in the protocol this season, so I believe it's a longer process than the first. Um, I'm not like, entirely sure how that works, but my guess is that the second time in the concussion protocol is a more in-depth and longer process than the first time, uh, the first go-around in the concussion protocol is. So, I mean, if he's if he's if Shepard and Goldman aren't good to go, then they're not good to go. The Giants are going to have to once again. Um, hopefully Barkley will be back. So the running game, the run game is obviously going to be led by Barkley. And then the passing game is going to be, um, you know, Engram if he returns and uh, Golden Tate, Darius Slayton once again, and Cody Latimer. So um, Benny Fowler was signed as well this uh, on Monday. He was, he had been released earlier in the season. He's back. So yeah, I mean, it's if they if Goldman and Shepard aren't good to go, then they're not good to go. It's simple as that. They're gonna have to Giants gonna have to figure ways around that. So they're not gonna they're gonna have to figure it out. Uh, so moving on from the news portion, segueing segueing into the final subject, final segment of this podcast, uh, the review for this coming Sunday's one o'clock game at MetLife Stadium against the Arizona Cardinals. Who are two, three, and one? I believe um, coming off uh, two big, two consecutive wins against the um, Cincinnati Bengals last week, twenty-six to twenty-three, and then 
the Atlanta Falcons uh, this past Sunday, 34-33. to uh, So big two wins for them. They were 0-3-1 up to this point. Remember, they had the week one tie against the um, Detroit Lions. So two big wins to sort of get them back on the right track uh, heading into week seven. Uh, Kyler Murray has been really productive the last two games, last two wins combined, 68.1% passing, 593 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, He's rushed the ball 21 times for 125 yards. Uh, That's 5.95 yards per carry. You can round it up to six um, if you want to. I don't usually round it up, but round it up to six if you want. Uh, Touchdown on the ground, no fumbles. Uh, He's only been sacked, sacked once. Uh, so why is that productive? Why has he been that productive? Well, because he wasn't pressured as much. Only one sack in two in two games. The Giants, I, got, I feel like I say this every week, but this is sort of a different type of blitzing type game plan, if you will. The Giants are going to need to come with five six-man pass rushes on this kid. They're going to need to do it from all angles, from the outside, inside, maybe send Jabril Jabril Peppers on a blitz from the safety spot, um, who's really growing on me, by the way, reading my latest article. Um, He's one of the three players who have stepped up for the Giants. But six-man pass rushes on this kid, five-man pass rushes um, from all angles. I mean, this kid, if if you rush him up the middle, he can come to the outside. He can roll to the outside and... uh, you know, make a play. He's very athletic, very fast. Uh, that's why he won the Heisman last year at Oklahoma. Um, if you pressure him from the outside, he can run it up the middle, uh, gain six, seven yards if he needs to. Um, so, yeah, they're going to need to sort of uh, contain Murray from all angles. They're going to need to focus on how – they're going to need to remember how athletic this kid is and how speedy he is. They're going to need to sort of uh, – Break down, make tackles. Uh, they can't remain flat-footed. Uh, they can't overcompensate on certain um, on certain tackles. He he has the ability to cut back. So, if anything, they're just going to need to keep this kid in the pocket and force him to throw early. He will be inaccurate with it. It's that simple. If you contain him from all angles and force him to stay in the pocket and throw the ball early. He'll be inaccurate with it, and he will make bad decisions. The rookie quarterback, just like all young quarterbacks, you get pressure on them, they'll make bad decisions. They won't know what to do. They'll crumble. Um, they'll take a sack. They'll you know, throw a pick. They'll throw it out of bounds. They'll throw it high. You know, Get pressure on this kid from all angles and make him throw it early. He will make mistakes. And I say it every week. The success of this pass rush is going to lead to success in the secondary. That's no different against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. As far as the offense is concerned with the Giants, uh, even regardless if Barkley returns, uh, I think they should throw the ball a lot and th- <clears throat> throw the ball a lot and throw it early. Um, the secondary is 30th in the NFL. Um, the Cardinals secondary is 281.2 passing yards allowed per game. Uh, it's not ba- not as bad as the Giants, who are thirty first in that department. Um, they're also the Arizona defense or the Arizona secondary is also also last in the league with sixteen allowed touchdown passes. Uh, also last with zero interceptions. So if Daniel Jones and this passing game picks apart this secondary early, things should go the Giants' way early on. 
Um, if Barkley is back, that's a plus. Um, because then, obviously, you could run the ball a lot. And I would also suggest running the ball a lot because long drives to tire this defense out will lead to Giants' success on the offensive side of the ball for the Giants. So you want to throw the ball early. You want to try to pick apart this secondary early on. It's a struggling secondary. But you also want to run the ball when you can. Initiate long drives. Tire this defense out. This defense is not great. You know, despite winning on Sunday, they still allowed 33 points. And they would have allowed 34 points if Matt Bryant made that extra point at the end. The Falcons kicker, which he missed. Uh, that would have tied the game at 34. Um, so they would have given up at least 34 points uh, if, he may, if, he, if he were to make that extra point. Um, but this Arizona defense isn't good. Tire them out early. Pick apart the secondary uh, early. And things should go the Giants' way on the offensive side of the ball. And if you pressure Murray, as I said, from all angles, make him make bad decisions, make him throw the ball early, um, keep him inside the pocket. If he extends plays and gets outside of the pocket, he could be dangerous. Um, you know, if the Giants sort of keep him inside the tackle box, uh, it should work out for them. But, okay, that's all we have for today. Um so, Giants play this coming Sunday, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time uh, at MetLife Stadium, trying to improve to 3-4 and four in the year. Uh, would be tough uh, losing this game. It's not a shoe-in victory. Uh, Arizona's not as bad as people think. Two, um, two important wins they've had in the last couple of weeks. Uh, so, it's not a checkmark victory against this Arizona team. Um, but, you know, fall, the Giants were to lose, falling to 2-5. and five. Would not great. Would, would obviously not great for not ideal for the future um, of this very season. Giants win this game and prove to three and four. Uh, they would head into their week eight game against the Detroit Lions, uh, one game out of the division lead. The Eagles and Cowboys play this Sunday night. Both are three and three. Um, Unless there's a tie, which I don't see really happening, um, one of those teams is going to be four and three. So if the Giants are three and four, they're going to be one game out of the division lead. Um, so, but it's got to start with a win. The Giants, it's got to start with a Giants victory. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, Giant fans all are hoping that that occurs. It'd be despite Arizona not being the greatest team, uh, they're hot right now. Uh, and any win is, is a big win and any win is a good win, um, at this point in the season. So, all right. That being said, I will talk to you guys, uh, next Tuesday. Um, find this podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, on Apple podcasts, uh, speaker, I believe wherever you find your podcast. So talk to you guys next week.